0: This is Album Worms. It's like a book club, but for albums. I'm Sean.
1: And I'm Chris. And on this episode, we will be discussing our favorite records
0: from 2020. Let's get started. Welcome to Album Worms. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of Album Worms. Please take a moment and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform and follow us on Instagram at Album Worms. Well, Chris, we are going to switch it up a bit and not talk about a specific album, but let's do a year in review and talk about our favorite records of 2020. That sounds fun. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, definitely. And normally we might talk about it a little bit, but this is a nice time for us to be intentional and have this uh, fun conversation that, like we would if we were back in high school together. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: I kind of was going through it and just it was fun to realize how much music did come out this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's one <laughs> of the few themes that didn't get cancelled. People still Yeah, right. <laughs> put out new music and we got some music that we maybe wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, it's really cool. So I think a good format for this is let's just do our top five favorite records. We'll count down from number five to number one, and we can alternate and talk about which record we picked. Yeah, I think we can just uh, go through our list and have a good time chatting about some music that came out this year. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that came out.
1: Yeah, a lot of really good stuff.
0: Let's just jump right into it. Have a good old time. Cool. So let's go with number five. What was your number five record, Chris? So my fifth record that I picked
1: was from a band called nothing and the record was called the great dismal why don't you go ahead and play a little clip
0: for us all right here we go
1: so that song is kind of one of my favorites off the record called catch a fade and I've been following this band for quite a while now and it's just kind of nice shoegaze some of their songs are on the heavier side Uh, but you know I've kind of been a fan of that music for a long time so whenever this band puts something out I'm kind of always interested in it
0: yeah they weren't really on my radar, so it was good to check them out when you mentioned them to me. And yeah, I definitely hear nice. that shoegaze ness. Maybe as I like, would you say like a melodic shoegaze? Yeah, very much so.
1: Yeah, it's it's very melodic, very open, and then some of their stuff's very fast paced and kind of on the heavier side. Yeah, you know, so it kind of appeals, you know, to my heavier lab music side. Right, the singing and you know without screaming so I really enjoyed
0: that record my number 5 record was Trey Burt and his record Caught It From The Rye and I pulled his song that we can listen to this is Caught It From The Rye the title track from the record the
1: sky then opened up from it came light
0: so I love this record it is very Bob Dylan esque across the entire wow. record it is still modern though talk about some current events that is going on in his life, some protests like songs and yeah, just super, super folky and nothing, nothing like too, he just hammers home like that folk Americana style. He got some harmonic on it, acoustic guitar. If you're a Bob Dylan fan, you are gonna love this record. Nice. So I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I like,
1: from just what I heard, I like the very, very kind of Bob Dylan, repetitive kind of like how he sings. Right. That very monotone kind of, that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I love it. I think it's right up your alley. So that's our number five. Let's go to number four. What was your number four record, buddy? So we did this record kind of
1: early on, uh, but Nathaniel Rateliff came out with, and it's still all right. And it's kind of one of my favorite records Let's uh, check out uh, And
0: It's Still Alright I'll be damned if this old man Don't start to count his losses, But it's still alright
1: kinda my favorite one of my favorite songs off off that record. And you know, I I love it. I've loved his solo stuff before he even started uh The Night Sweats Up. Right. And I kind of feel like he kinda got back to more of that acoustic you know, singer-songwriter feel on this record. And obviously, you know, when we were talking about it, uh Richard Swift, one of his good friends, had passed away. And this record kind of feels and sounds like a Richard Swift record. Mm-hmm. Part, I'm like, immediately, you know, oh, you know, is this him paying homage to one of his best friends? So it's definitely in my top five, because it was one of the more listened records so far this year for me.
0: Yes, our very first episode, we talked about this record, and yeah, I'm actually gonna hold my comments on this record because it no spoilers but it might show up (laughs) on my list later on
1: nice we've got good taste
0: right so my number four record of the year was Waxahachie and her album Saint Cloud and I have a little clip for us to get a sample of what that sounds like
1: and that's what I wanted it's not as if we cried
0: That was Waxahachie and her song, Fire. Some great songs on this record. I definitely would check out like Fire and Oxbow and Lilacs are all great songs. I mean, the whole thing. And this is a, I, I think Trey Burt also might be a pre-pandemic record. <laughs> Uh, a few of these are, I think, are quite a bit of mine are actually pre-pandemic records. But this is one that really captured my attention just early on. Her harmonizing on the record and just like really catchy, a great listen, very easy on the ears to... Uh, That's what I was, I was going to say. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah, that clip, it, it sounds very just nothing too crazy just pretty straightforward
0: yeah just really kind of pretty and sweet and yeah. has, has uh, some moments she she used to be in a band with her twin sister called P.S. Elliot oh okay oh, so cool. you might know her kind of fr- from that project I'm sure you probably heard of that but this is actually it's kind of the moniker of Katie Crutchfield and it's her fifth record believe it or not she's been i can't believe she's put out that much music she still feels yeah that's i know she's definitely been on a lot of people's top list in the past as far as some of her other records but for her to put out five records it it still kind of feels like she's in some ways like an up-and-comer but yeah uh, i think that she's definitely not much of an up-and-comer anymore after this record she's solidified herself in putting out some really top end records and i think this one might be her best yet oh cool nice yeah that that's uh
1: that's a lot doesn't seem like you know five records but that's quite a bit you know i mean that's that's a feat you know, in a short amount of time to put out, you know, quite a few records. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, always popping up on my artists to uh, check out. So I'll definitely put her on there.
0: Yeah, you got it. I mean, she probably is popping up because I think if you're a fan of like Phoebe Bridgers or Laura yeah. Marlene, which we talked about in some yeah. of our previous episodes. Or another artist uh, that I think is similar is Soccer Mom. I don't know if you've heard or listened to Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Waxahachie, my number four record of the year. All right. Nice. Next up, number three. What do you got? Well, I picked a a band that we also have talked
1: about with your wife, Jordy, and that was (laughs) Fleet Foxes. Sure. The song I, I like is can i believe you you know i I think it's a great indie record especially if you've listened to fleet foxes before it's great well-rounded indie music folk if you you know it's got folk influence yeah can i believe you would be the song here it is That's that's definitely. I find myself moving my head up and down when that yeah. song plays. It's just, you know, how how he had everybody record that, backgrounding.
0: Yeah, that kills me with uh, how it was. What was it? Four hundred Instagram followers sent in audio clips that he blended together.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. See, that's that's such a cool way of using Instagram. You know, totally. Like, You know, I would never think to do that. Be like, hey, send me a little video of you singing and I'm going to use it.
0: Yeah, we talked about on the episode, but Robin Peckinold, he's a great follow on Instagram and he does some really funny and clever things. And I think he just did like a, he posted a picture of himself where it looked like he was like kind of, I don't know, he had his like head back or something like that. And he told people to edit it and people... Making captions like that moment when you forget your mask at home, <laughs> <laughs> and then someone else like posted and like made him fly like a rocket, <laughs> and he like <laughs> shares like all, everybody's edits and stuff. <laughs> it That's was, great. It was, it was pretty great. He's a good follow, like we talked about, and yeah, great record. I don't think I'll ever get tired of that. That Flea Fox's record. I actually, when it f- first announced it, I ordered the special edition vinyl that comes on like the gold oh, vinyl cool. yeah and it doesn't come till february so nice i feel like i'm gonna still it'll stay in my rotation but i feel like it's just gonna be another top record for <laughs> 2021 once i get my hands on that vinyl oh, yeah. that'll be cool i haven't seen gold vinyl before yeah i have a few colored one but that one should be cool and so my number three record is yeah. sounds pretty similar to your number four record so my number three was Nathaniel rateliff and it's still all right Nice. and I pulled my favorite song from that album and that is time stands my
1: voice. are you
0: Yes, I feel, so that record, and it's still all right, and that song that kind of pays tribute to Richard Swift, which also Flea Foxes pays tribute to Richard Swift and uh, among many other artists as well, and his song Sunblind. But And that song, I feel like if I was going to pick a song that represents my 2020 it might be Mm -hmm. and it's still all right because a lot of stuff happened in 2020 and I think my family, luckily, we've been really healthy. We've been good. good. Uh, We have a great situation, but you see a lot that's going on in the world. It's hard not to empathize. It's hard not to feel for those that are having a hard time. Yeah, definitely. And I think that message and it's still all right was – has always stuck with me ever since uh so i liked that record before the pandemic but that one really i was listening to a lot right during the shutdown it was right when we started our podcast as well the first one that i want to bring to the table just because i think it's so well put together and well crafted and nathaniel's voice really captivated me on that record yeah I agree. I just feel like it's
1: more of kind of just him and showcasing his singing talent, writing talent. Yeah. You
0: know. And his guitar playing is great on the record, which yeah. he doesn't really do in the mm-hmm. Night Sweats. And I think yeah. that brought brings him back to something that he's not doing as much anymore because he's with the Night Sweats. So he's yeah. a pretty good guitar player. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think so too. I've, I've seen him in denver a couple times and he can really play i don't think you know Gosh. a lot of people when you hear the night sweats it's more of a band showcase you know than just
0: any individual and uh i really enjoy the record too yeah some tracks that stood out to me on that one if you're going and want to check it out i think time stands and it's still all right. And what a drag were some of my favorites off of that.
1: Yeah. A couple of my other ones where it was, uh, kissing our friends mm-hmm. and expecting to lose. Oh yeah. Kind of two other Gosh, ones. Gosh, I love that. that. Were...
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if it's worth saying which tracks to that are good because on all these records that we're talking about, was... listen to it from start to finish. That's what our whole podcast yeah, is about. <laughs> if you yeah. have the time. Try to listen and take the time to listen to these records because they are so solid. Are we on number two already? Yeah, we're already on number two. All right, let's do it. All right. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I can go. Sure. We'll we'll switch it up a little bit. So my number two record, what came out in January of this year, so it almost was a 2019 record but when this record came out i thought that this was going to be my number one record for most of the year i was like this is one of the prettiest records i think i've heard put together and that was bonnie light horseman and it's their self-titled release and i pulled a song from that so we can get a little sample Have you heard this one, Chris? I have not. Oh, man. I'm definitely going to have to listen to it. This is kind of a folk super group. It is Eric D. Johnson. He's the lead singer of the Fruit Bats. Okay. And then he was also played in the Shins for a few years, but he's most well known for being the lead singer of Fruit Bats. Josh Kaufman who has produced and done a bunch of different various things. He's actually a, a, in a he came out with another band, an album with a completely different band this year called Muzz. And that was his side project with Paul Banks from Interpol. And then in that Muzz band is also the drummer, Matt Brack from the Walkman. Oh, okay. So, that one, if you're an Interpool fan, you should definitely check out Muzz, but Josh Kaufman is in that in that group, and he's also in Bunny Light Horseman. And then the last person that kind of round out this trio of Bunny Light Horseman is longtime senior songwriter Anna East Mitchell. This record is just a perfect traditional folk record. They pull in some old folk stories and kind of loop it into new kind of stylings and pulling in from different related things. I think Bonnie Light Horseman refers to a book about Napoleon and there's just like so much to dive in here and the band that I think of when I uh, when I first heard this is Offa Rex. Do you know that one?
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah. So Offer of Rex was this like side project that the Decembrists did with Olivia Cheney, and they came out with just one album called the Queen of Hearts, but that one is like a little bit more chamber, but very much just these traditional, like just going to the roots of what folk music is all about. And I think Bonnie Light Horseman really hit it home for me. So definitely my number two record of the year. Nice.
1: My second pick is from a band that I've also been following for a little while, and the band is called Soft Kill, and the record is Dead Kids Rest in Peace City, and have you play the song uh, Floodgate? Yeah, that that's kind of also been on the heavy heavy rotation and why I like this record it's very kind of I don't want to say like industrial but it has that kind of like maybe dream pop like feel to it like very synthy lots of keys and um, you know very open and spacey and I, I think there's kind of a, a theme with some of the records that I picked, you know, very kind of just dreamy, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, kind of Depeche Mode-esque.
1: Mm-hmm, very much so. It's uh, They're from Portland. You know, there's a really good music scene up there, and it, I think these guys are kind of coined as, like, post-punk revival. I don't know. <laughs> like, I read that, and I was like, I mean, I guess... But you know they definitely have some kind of pop, you know, pop sensibility to them. But it's definitely got some, some kind of punk, you know, roots in the in the album. Kind of something that I'll listen to if I just want to kind of you know, just not necessarily rock out, but something that's just kind of complicated and very just open to just listening to you know not too heavy not too loud for most people so yeah and I, I think that music but you don't really know a lot about it it's a good kind of gateway into that whole music scene
0: yeah i feel like some of your top records are when you love heavy music but you're getting older
1: yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely can't handle the the heavy music twenty four seven anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. You, you take some of those like Salem elements, but you can chill to it. You don't need yeah, to
1: don't need to hear screaming all the time, you know.
0: <laughs> 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 oh man! Well, I think before we get into our number one record, how about some honorable mentions? What are some of those records that? Didn't quite make our top list, but we're in heavy rotation for you. For me, I
1: really had two that kind of stuck out for me. Uh, This band called Haven. I've been listening to them for a very long time, and they just put out a record uh, this year after, I think, seven years of not making music together. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty heavy record, I think. It's called Halo of Hurt. And it's just kind of like, it seems like, you know, very like different record from what they've put out previously. I'd call it like rock music, like heavier, heavier rock. But I I don't know, you know, this record, it just seems like from the vocals and the lyrics and just kind of the music that it was kind of a very evolved sound for them compared to previous works. And I kind of thought I should mention it. Didn't quite make the top five, but it would have definitely been in the top ten records for sure. And then my other honorable mention is a band, uh, Narrowhead, and their record, Twelfth House Rock. Okay. And they're kind of like a a heavier, almost like a Smashing Pumpkins sound. Lots of fuzz, lots of loudness. But the guy, the, the singer, you know, he sings, so no, no real screaming. Once again, as you know, kind of have a theme going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's just a really catchy album. Uh, so yeah, those were my two honorable mentions. But uh, what'd you nice. go with?
0: Yeah. So it was really for me, one through four, my top records of the year was pretty solid. I pretty much know it, but my fifth record where I picked Trey Burt, I was really going through and switching in and out to other artists at different points of me thinking about this list. So one of them was uh, Laura Marlene and her record songs for our daughter. I think that record was probably, I feel storytelling wise the best storytelling record mm-hmm. that came yeah. out this year. Probably. she just captured like the story that she told from start to finish of the story of that adventure of Alexandra, I think was, I don't think anybody did that better than her this year. Mm-hmm. And then I also really liked Phoebe Bridger's record, the which we talked about with Brandon yeah. Hardy early or on in the year and record Punisher I thought that was really well crafted as well and I think it was a a really tough call but like you said these are definitely would be in the top 10 if I had to put together a list and it's always difficult because there's so much great music that comes out and I have a long list I keep a playlist of Mm -hmm. all my some of the top songs I are artists that I listen to throughout the year, and I think my list is. Let me pull it up real fast. I can tell you the, the exact number. So I'm not quite done with tapping out, but I'm like at 180 different artists that I, of records that I liked this year. So it's so much yeah. music that comes out. So, but these are yeah, some of the ones definitely. that really were in the rotation for a long time all right well should we do our number one record
1: i think so let's let's
0: start let's talk about our number one record what do you got chris
1: all right so this this band that i, I chose number one has been a band i've been listening to for a while and they're called and they're from sweden and the uh, record's called Sudden Death. And the song I, I would have us check out would be Revolution. It's the
0: end of life. It's the end of truth and celebration. Celebration. It's only lonely run. It's the lonely
1: path. This record... Kind of I feel like this record is if Blue Oyster Cult and Pink Floyd had a love child. <laughs> uh, like that song kind of gets into this weird spacey like, odyssey rock guitar solo thing that goes on. And it's very Pink Floyd-esque. And it's kind of got that like driving like the Blue Oyster Cult, like kind of that punk, like that real heavy driving beat that i love about blue oyster cult and it's this record's got a very like 80s sound to it yeah like a lot of synths a lot of piano playing guitar solos so guy when this record came out it was you know kind of during quarantine so it was nice to kind of have a, a record like this come out that i could just kind of listen to and zone out and it's definitely a record I can listen to the first for the you know, first song through all the way to the end and not skip a song.
0: Yeah. I listened to it kinda got like a queen vibe as well. Yeah,
1: also, yeah. Very very eighties rock influenced, I think.
0: But kinda like put in uh some type of weird blender or
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's 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 a mashup of a lot of different sounds, which is cool. Like you said, you know, Queen, uh, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd's yeah. one of my favorite bands.
0: It's got so many different elements going on. I almost like picked up Rockabilly. And- oh yeah,
1: yeah. if you're a fan of rock music, I think this record will put a smile on your face because it's definitely a mashup of a lot of things. You can kind of tell what they're influenced by lately. And it's really cool record. So that's my number one.
0: Nice. All right. Well, I am going to go with my number one record now. And I don't know if this will come as m- big of a surprise for most people, but my number one record of the year was Fleet Foxes and nice. their album Shore. And I pulled the song Sunblind for us to listen to. so that song as well as and it's still all right by nathaniel ritliff i feel were the songs that really summed up 2020 for me and mm-hmm. that song was so well put together to put a song that pays respect to all the people that have passed away too soon and really influenced Robin Pickle's life. I really, I probably could have flipped back and forth between Bonnie Light Horseman and Flea Foxes, but I think when I Flea Foxes was my clear number one for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. And one was just the way they released the record. So you just, yeah. out of the blue, just yeah, like uh, on like the equi- September Equinox, so I was like, here's my new record. Yeah,
1: yeah well, by the way, I didn't really do any press on this. Here it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, so th- I think for what 2020 has been, that was the perfect way to release a record, really just surprised people and gave everyone kind of a pick-me-up for those that are a fan of Fleet Foxes. Yeah. And then just the craftsmanship that went into this record, the layering, the tributes to Mm -hmm. those artists like Elliot Smith and Richard Swift and John Prine, who we lost to COVID. I think all of this is really just really, I think if I had to pick a record that represents this year or my favorite record of the year, I think Flea Foxes and Shore is... the perfect example. So yeah, and then there was even all the the audio clip pulled from Beach Boys. Yeah, at, and how they like counted off and paying tribute to Beach Boys as well. And I think it was just really well put together. And we actually Chris and I we trying a new recording service today, and we can actually see each other, which we normally wouldn't be able to. And we can totally see whenever we listen to this clip, we're totally feeling it from the beginning of just a short 15 second clip. Most of the records that we talked about are probably going to be ones that we're listening to in 10 years. Oh, easily. Easily. But I think this is for sure Fleet Foxes, Bonnie Light Horseman. I think I'll be listening to those for quite some time.
1: Oh yeah, and that's the same. You know, it's kind of albums that I picked because you know so many came out this year that I I found myself listening to over and over again. So that's why they made my top five.
0: All right. Well, it was a it was a good year. We started our yeah. podcast this year, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of talk about it. We talked about thirteen different records this year, and hopefully we'll get the opportunity to talk about even more next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, you know, it's kind of nice to be able to talk about new records and old records, you know, not just stick with new ones coming out. Cause you know, there's so many great records that came out in the past too, that we can discuss and look forward to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're, probably gonna take the christmas holiday off and start recording new episodes in 2021 so if you have any requests or if you're even interested in coming on and talking about a record with us next year hit us up on instagram at albumworms and we would love to have you on the show or take your requests into consideration and that is what we are gonna do next year, and I think we have yeah. we have a few uh, ideas of what we want to do going forward, yeah. uh, as far as some records that we want to talk about and some people we want to have on the show. So we are, I am at least looking forward to that a lot.
1: Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Should be a good year next year.
0: Well, and a few are making us all the way to the end of this show it really helps our podcast if you give us a five star review on apple Podcasts. so go ahead and do give us a little christmas present yeah, and we appreciate write it. a review for us <laughs> and, yes please but otherwise i we always enjoy connecting on instagram and in the conversation let us know what your top five records are if you want to have a conversation about that we'd love to hear what you think about our list but otherwise i had a great year yeah. talking about some of our top records together throughout the year and yeah. then kind of summarizing it in this little podcast here
1: yeah this has been great i've been looking forward to doing something like this for a while i know we've been talking about it so you know this, this year has been fun to finally kickstart it and, you know, I've enjoyed every episode we've done.
0: Yeah. We've gotten better along the way. Yeah, uh, definitely. Some of the quality <laughs> I think has gotten better. Yeah,
1: a lot. <laughs> I, I think it's, you know, it's always hard kind of never know what to do, never know what to say when you do this stuff. So I think. Yeah. Kinda...
0: Yeah. Some of it's the technology and we're trying out new software and all that yep. type of stuff too. So yeah. Thank you for everyone that has listened to any of our previous episodes. If this is your first episode, we have talked about many. We've talked about Fleet Foxes. We've talked about what was some of the other ones? Nathaniel Uh, Rateliff was the first one that we talked about. Smashing
1: Um, Pumpkins.
0: Yeah. And we talked about Phoebe Bridgers and Laura Marlene. So definitely go back, check out some of our old episodes and we'll be back next year with a whole new slate of albums to talk about.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, my brother Chris, happy holidays. I'm sure yes. I'll talk to you during the holiday break, but oh, yeah. as far as our podcast is concerned, I will talk to you next year. Yes, it sounds great. I look forward to it. Great. Well, until next year, I'm Sean. <laughs> I'm Chris. And we're album worms.